Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. We Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 818 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is me and Bomo and Goose, and uh, pardon me sounding congested, I am sick, but I'm soldiering through. Um, And tonight we're talking about arena mode, since we haven't talked about it at all, hardly. 
And uh, now that we've played and played with Nefiri, what our thoughts are. Because we've covered the champion and things like that before, but we haven't. This is the first week or week and a half that she's been out, so we actually have some insight on her. So, yeah. But uh, before we get down to business, guys, how you doing? Bomo, your background looks very tropical. Are you chilling? Oh, yeah. Here in San Diego, we're at a, a nice 75 degrees again. Nice. It's uh, it's been cooler here as well the last few days. We've gotten rain three days in a row, so it's it's very wet out here. But mm. in Denver, but uh, it's been yeah. partly cloudy with a little bit of fog in the morning, and then seventy five throughout the day every day. So I think I could I could enjoy that weather. <laughs> I could find a way yeah. to enjoy that weather. That sounds nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. How's league been for you? Has life been? Pretty good. Uh, I'm in plat two right now after promos. So I think I'm like four and four right now in all my games. And there was only five placement games this split. But yeah, um, LP gains are very, very high right now. I'm winning like 37 per win um, and losing, I don't know, like 20. So it's pretty inflated, but that's to be expected with Emerald coming into play because I think I'm going to be somewhere in Emerald based on last year's or last split's ranking. Um, I think it's like a plat high plat three or plat two up to like diamond four is the new emerald tier now so i think i'll land somewhere there and then we'll see if i can get diamond for this split but as i mentioned before i i'm kind of consistently playing and climbing ranked so it's been a pretty good feeling and yeah we'll see what emerald has in store for me cool looking forward to hearing more about it um, and I know that you've played arena mode as a lot of us have, but we'll, we'll save how arena has been going for you for when we get into it. But cool. yeah. Um, goose, how you doing, man? Well, unlike in California land, it is 115 degrees here. So, uh, just, Holy shit. just slowly wasting away as the day goes by. <laughs> it hasn't been too bad. Honestly, it's just, it's not even the heat right now. I actually have like this. It's not poison ivy or anything, but it's like this, some sort of skin reaction that I had to something that got on my legs, and it's just like, ooh, red and rashy. It's just miserable, and then I sweat throughout the day, so it gets bad. And then a couple Sundays ago, I was playing basketball, and I uh, I have turf toe on my big toe right now. So, for those of us who don't know what turf toe is, can you explain what that is? It's a hyperextension of the big tendon in your big toe. And basically what happens is you hyperextend that tendon and it actually tears. So, it like... Okay. You can't bend your toe upwards. So, you can imagine as you walk and your feet go like this, your toes bend at the knuckle. So every time that happens, yep. you're actually like re-tearing it over and over and over again after you have turf toe. Oh. And as somebody that walks 15 it's, miles a day, it's uh, not very it's not very fun. So. so do you just have to hop around now then? Uh, I actually I have to walk with my right foot sideways and I have to walk on the outside of my foot. But I also... Eric, you can kind of imagine it like a sprained ankle, but for your toe tendons. Yeah. So it's more after the first time, it's more likely to happen again. It's kind of like when you're stepping or going for a run, and then your your foot kind of slips, 
a little sure. bit, and then it's like hyperextended that way. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. I've sprained my ankle, so that's a good analogy. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's just. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> I, I hope you feel better, man. Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of research on it, and it can be anywhere from three weeks to eight months to recover. So, uh, I, it doesn't help that I work on my feet all day long for twelve hours a day. So, now we're just kind of pushing yeah. through. I kind of tape it up to where it can't bend, and eventually I have the tape tight enough to my toe goes numb, so I don't really feel it second part of the day so sure that's where we're at with that I wonder if there's a stent that you could use do what like some kind of like uh like a finger stent but you just put it on your toe yeah if that might work. the problem is i have to like i need to wear my shoes that i wear and when i buy my shoes mm -hmm. i mean they are like on my feet if that makes sense like i don't i don't okay. wear shoes loose like i want my shoes to be basically conformed to my feet so there's no extra room so i basically just use this like athletic tape and i just tape it up to where it can't bend gotcha so since it's been so hot have you been starting work earlier to finish earlier or anything because i've seen in like in spain for example the i saw some news stories that they're harvesting grapes at nighttime because it's been so hot so have you been adjusting time like that uh, the problem is, is I do lawn and landscaping, so I mow grass. Uh, I can't actually be at places before 7 a.m., technically speaking, because of the noise ordinance in town. So I can, uh, I can only okay. mow businesses that early in the morning. But then we also run into problems where most of the businesses that we mow have irrigation systems, and they run first thing in the morning. So it's, I mean, we start at 6 a.m. when the sun comes up. Got it. So I can't really start much earlier, yeah. unfortunately. But Yeah. And we also mow 300 properties a week. Oh, darn. <laughs> That's a lot. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And they range from... Have you been getting more rain so it's less... Have you been getting more rain so it's less dry? Uh, still not that much. We were in a really bad drought, like in June... We totaled up our rain amounts, and we got less than eight-tenths of an inch for the entire month. Oh, fuck. And within the last two weeks, we've probably gotten like two and a half inches. So we're kind of, we're definitely not out of a drought, but we're not in like such a severe drought. Sure. But I don't like it when it rains, because then see. it's just humid as fuck. Yeah, I mean, most of uh, most of Missouri is in drought. The only part that's not is like south central. Yeah, and I don't know. There might be a lot of water there. I have no that's, idea. That's where the, the that's where the lakes are. Got it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like in the middle, but I'm towards the western part. So like, I'm I'm only like an hour from Kansas, but I'm like in the middle of Missouri. Gotcha. Um, sure yeah i mean I'm, I'm looking at like a county map and then some of these are uh like some of these are in severe drought or in like exceptional yeah. or extreme drought yeah. or, or some stuff uh, over in like johnson that's and ours and <laughs> county and Pen okay. yeah <laughs> so yeah it, it's that's a rough area it, right it's there. it's pretty rough and <clears throat> it's it's really weird because we have a, it's kind of a conspiracy theory, but we have an Air Force base like right next to where we live. 
And that's where they house all the B2s okay. for the Air Force. And uh, the like joke around here slash conspiracy theory is that they have weather changing machines <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> kidding. A storm will come from the west and it will get like 15 miles away from us and it will just split around us. Every single time. Jesus. It'll rain 15 miles south of us and 15 miles north of us, but it will not fucking rain here. It is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Damn. That is crazy. It's like they got like a proactive terraforming <laughs> device or something where they're trying to fuck you all over. Yeah. But there's actually like a scientific uh, meter, meter, meteorological re- reasoning why it happens. Because right where we're at in the country, we meet like in four and a half different climate zones. And the way the barometric okay. are up in the sky, it just like pushes storms away from us naturally. Okay. But. Gotcha. Yeah. Hot as shit and dry. And Thursday, it's going to be like 120, 125. So. Yikes. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I, I mean, put on sunscreen and hydrate a shitload. And yeah, that's that sounds awful. I was just looking because I'm curious and Colorado there's basically no droughts and I'm looking at California now as well and there's basically nothing except at the top of the state and then out in the desert to the west or to the east so yeah I know that Minnesota has been in a rough drought where I just moved from and yeah the whole state is in at least abnormally dry to extreme droughts the whole state. Yeah. Nice weather podcast. The same we shit have happened here. In, to Minnesota that happened to you guys where there was like no rain for like a month. Uh, and I think it was May was the worst and then June as well. But like it didn't rain at all. And then also it's been really any moisture in the air has been killed because there's lots of smoke from the Canadian wildfires still up there all the time. So there's not even any moisture in the air there. It's it's bad. Yeah, but that's enough about the weather. Um, cool. Uh, I guess I'll go. I've just been, uh, I did my 15K mud run this past weekend on Saturday, and then on Sunday I did my 5K, and I was really sore. And I think, so I'm sick now, and I started feeling it Monday morning. I'm not sure if either I'm run down from running that much and doing that, or I picked up some bug when I was in amongst a mud pile that had mud mud pools and stuff that thousands of people had gone through that weekend it's one of the two i'm not sure which one but in any case yeah i'm at that stage now where all the gunk is coming out so i've been just like getting rid of lots of like blowing my nose a bunch and then spitting a bunch of nasty loogies and shit like that but i think i'm through the worst of it last night was awful i i mean it wasn't that bad like i'm not that sick but i was i had one of those nights where like uh, I was okay temperature wise cause I had like sweatpants on and a sweatshirt and then two like heavy blankets on. Um, but, uh, I could not get comfortable for the life of me. I woke up so many times and was like tossing and turning all night. And normally once I go to sleep, I'm like a rock. I do not move until I wake up, but I was all over the place. It was not fun. So hoping to get some more sleep tonight, but I took a really nice nap in the middle of the day. So there's that. Um, League-wise, yeah, I haven't played any ranked at all just because I've been busy. Plus, I always want to wait a couple weeks for 
rank to really settle, and then I hop in. Plus, I've been playing Arena. Um, I've played a few normal games and played some Arium, but that's it for the most part. And then I've also played some EU4, got some achievements, uh, slowly going through the Steam achievements, and I'm starting to get to the ones that are starting to get pretty hard. Um, I'm never going to 100% that game because it's fucking crazy, some of the achievements you have to do. Like, you have to really min-max everything, and I'm just not interested in that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll start playing ranked again probably maybe this weekend, maybe next week. Not sure. But cool. So, um, all right. Should we talk about Arena first or Nefiri? I feel like we're going to have a lot more to talk about Arena. So I guess maybe I answered my own question in my head as I'm talking out loud. Let's just go through Nefiri and then get through it, and then we'll go, uh, then we'll get to Arena. So um, I've seen uh, that she is, I don't want to say underperforming, but actually probably underperforming because she's supposed to be the most simple assassin. Like mechanically, she's so simple. Yet she has a 49% win rate uh, and a 5% pick rate in mid lane where she's meant to be played. Her most popular, or she's also played a lot in jungle, but um, jungle is not good. She's not meant to be a jungler. So unless they change her somewhat, I would highly encourage people not to play her in the jungle. I saw some news stories on like dot esports talking about, um, talking about people playing her in the jungle and how it's like, bringing down her win rates and making her ban rate go up a bunch. But yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't, I've most, basically every game she's banned cause she's banned in like over 50% of games. So I haven't really seen her. I've tried to play her a few times. I haven't been able to, I've played her in practice tool just to like check out the mechanics. And it took me one minute to understand how to use the champion. Um, I don't know. Like, have you guys gotten a chance to play her yet? I've played a few games with her mid lane, yeah. Okay. What did you think? It's it's really weird um, in a sense that I didn't expect her. So the champion spotlight may like seem like she's like going in and out of fights and like assassinating people, but it's similar to Diana where once you're in, you're kind of just in and you can't really do anything else and so if you if you start falling behind then you're kind of useless because you you only have a go in button you don't really have a disengage button and your 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 dash to try to get away isn't really a a significant dash sure it can go over some walls but it's 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 pretty short range in itself so you can't even get a lot of spacing um that's kind of where i'm thinking she where she where she, nefiri she he she? she he she she yeah and it also is kind of rough because the ultimate maybe he's gonna take some time getting used to because it's not a combat ultimate right you have to pop it before a fight ensues and then you get extra bonuses like damage and then max health and whatnot but yeah it, it it's, it's kind of like a, a diana where you kind of have to prepare for fights and then you can kind of do your thing um and I think her range is really, really low in general, so you get poked out pretty easily. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've just observed based on playing with her. 
she yeah that that's that, i mean that seems a lot from what i've seen as well um in arena and in summoner's rift uh i also feel like she is kind of crap early but scales really hard because of her ratios not because of the complexity of the kit at all she feels like if talon had really low base damage and really high ratios how talon would work because she feels a lot like talon and her range is basically the same and like you're saying going into a fight but does not have the mobility that talon does yeah exactly so it's it's really weird because they they can't make her too strong, right? Because her pack mates are supposed to be doing a, a significant portion of her damage. It's like her passive; she has the little dogs following her and doing damage. But yeah, maybe maybe people are just building her incorrectly. But I don't even know what else you would build. I don't know if a tanky build is really where it's supposed to be. Um, Electrocute definitely feels like the right rune right now. Um, I know I've seen a couple conquer games, but I think you kind of just die before you can even stack conquer. So. I don't know who I was listening or who I was wa uh, watching. It might have been a casual video, but he was talking or somebody was talking about how Nefiri felt really underwhelming, except for one game they played, a, the, the person played against uh, a Nefiri who went Stridebreaker, and that was un, like really unplayable against. So maybe it is like a, like a Rek'Sai style build. Mm. That would make sense, right? Because once you're on... You you it's you have to stick with them to do damage, but again, if you have to do damage, <laughs> so that's the other thing. It's a lot of it scales with AD, a lot of her abilities. So I think you need to build damage, but again, you're super squishy at that point, um, and it's hard to kind of disengage. But maybe Stridebaker seems pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, all of her stuff has bonus AD, is what I'm seeing. It's not total AD. Yeah, everything is bonus, all of her ratios. Actually, she has no AP, no max health, no total AD. It's all bonus. So um, Stridebreaker gives some AD, and it makes some sense to go for that. Uh, and then, like, if you were to go Bruisery, it makes some sense, because you get it, once you get a decent amount of ability haste, which you get on Bruiser items too, she, her cooldowns get pretty low, and you're doing a like you're moving around and doing a decent amount of damage and sticking on people. So I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, and then extra move speed from Stridebreaker helps you get on and then stay away from people too. I still wish Stridebreaker had the dash on it. That was so much fun when it had it. Yeah, that, that was so much fun. That was the peak Stridebreaker. No one was building it. And then everyone realized how OP that dash plus a slow. <laughs> yeah. I just remember really screwing up with it, uh, playing like Nocturne Stridebreaker when that was all the rage, and then realizing that as I was going in as Nocturne, I was like, why was I not doing that much damage? Like it happened over multiple games because I would Stridebreaker had the dash, and you could cancel the Nocturne dash with your own Stridebreaker, like Nocturne Alt with your Stridebreaker dash. Uh, so I did that a couple times, and then also I would use it like a like a split second or a frame or two before I actually collided with the enemy, and then I would not get any of the damage from the ultimate. It would just be like basically bringing me in, and then the strike breaker. And I was like, why was this not doing that much? Oh, that's why I'm fucking canceling it. Good job, Eric. Goose, have you played, or what are your what are your experiences with Nefiri so far? 
Uh, I've played against her. I haven't played as her yet. Um, I think my biggest problem with her is she is just a clusterfuck on my screen when she is in the game. Yeah. Especially when she ults. It is just like a storm of shit on my screen. That, like You can't really pick apart what's going on. Uh, I also get kind of tilted. I play a lot of skill shot champions, and her dogs just kind of move about by themselves. They don't have a way in which they move. And so if you're playing her into like heavy skill shot teams, I think she's actually pretty busted. Because then her dogs will absorb the skill shots, yeah. you're saying? Or they'll be automatically dodging stuff. Like you, your dogs are taking all of the skill shots instead of you getting hit by them. Okay, gotcha. So, like, Ezreal into that is really annoying because then the Qs are getting absorbed by the dogs. I was thinking you meant, like, a Xerath Q where it just hits everything in the line and then the dogs would be avoiding. No, like, okay, pro like projectile comps, I should say. But, uh... Sure. It, yeah, like, the only thing I can think of that comes close to her is obviously, like, Elise with her spiderlings, but the spiderlings always follow behind Elise, like, all the time. Unless you're attacking, then they jump to the target. With the dogs, they just fucking... The Yorick ghouls as well. They just so. gallivant around in fucking circles and you have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. That's how I feel about with, like when I'm playing top lane against Yorick. Like, sometimes those ghouls, I don't know why they... If he doesn't hit hit me with the E or hit anything with the E, I don't know why those ghouls go to some minions and then go, don't go to other minions or attack me as opposed to other minions. Like, I don't understand their, their targeting priority or the AI that controls them in the background. I have no idea about what's going on there. And then I'd also say I think Nefiri is the worst champion release they've had in quite some time. Not in like meaning of meaning just in general. Like I think the champion Sorry, is just like first off, I don't like the idea. I think the idea is kind of dumb to have a low skill assassin. Like that just seems counterintuitive to me. And then two, I just like again, I haven't played the champion, but from what I've seen and what I've felt against her, she just doesn't feel like a complete champion, in my opinion. I feel like there's just something missing, and I can't really pinpoint what it is, but it doesn't seem like a cohesive kit. Yeah, like when I play every it. champion... I feel like there should be one more... Yeah, button. every champion you play, or in my opinion, every champion in League that's a good champion or a well-designed champion, their kit like flows together, right? You Like with Yone, mm -hmm. you, know, you have the E, you have the Q3, the ult... It all feels like it belongs together with Nefiri. It just feels like a bunch of random shit got packed together, and they're like, oh, here you go. Again, like I haven't played the champion, so I don't really have a great basis, but just from feeling of playing against it, it just feels like there's no rhyme or reason to the champion. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. It's like Diana kind of sets up your team when you're playmaking and going for that specific engage but with nefiri it's like you don't want to engage you kind of want to just be right on the outside of the fight wait until maybe the fight's already kind of broken out you just kind of have to sit there for a bit and then go in and maybe you're the cleanup person but even then it just something about it feels really really weird to me um because she has two abilities that do damage and one that I guess it's a damage, but it's also your gap closer. So maybe you're just waiting on the outsides of the fight. You ult in so you can see vision of everybody in your range. 
and then you just pick out the lowest person. It feels like a a Nocturne-esque play style where you kind of, you go dark and you single out a single target and go after them, but you don't want to go in because you can't, once you burst them, then you're dead yourself. There's really no sticking power after that. Like Nocturne, you can stick to them, right? With the fear, you have your shield to, to mitigate some damage, and then you can chase them with the the trail on the ground. The dust you get bonus, yeah. yeah, you get bonus attack speed, damage, and movement speed. But with him, like once you're once you W onto somebody, or once you W onto somebody as her, then they're slowed for, for a quarter of a second. And then that's it. And then you have a single dash in your E, and the range of the dash is not great. Yeah, three fifty. So it's it's like a it's less than like an auto attack range where it's like just barely a dash. It's like probably less than a stride breaker dash when it first came out. And then that's all it does. It just damages and that's pretty much it. It's slightly less than flash. Flash is four hundred. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty irrelevant. <laughs> three fifty is like not much. Yeah, I agree. Um and you can't something I feel like also you should be able to E flash with her. You can't mm. do that with her. You can Q flash. You can definitely do that. I, I tested that out in practice tool, but you can't E flash. Like you should be able to dash and change where you're landing. I also think mm. you should be able to do that on Zach, but they don't allow that on Zach, which is probably balanced. Um, yeah. But that would be amazing if you could do it. I don't know. Like I agree with you guys that something feels a little off, even when I was just playing in practice tool with it. Like Something feels off there. Um, I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe when she Ws in, she should get a shield. Um, that is like equal to a percent of her bonus AD. If they're trying to give her that style, then do that. Uh, or maybe a shield that... Um, I don't know... Uh, increases the size based on your own missing health so even if you're lower your incentive it still gives you like if you get poked out ahead of the fight it still gives you an incentive to go in because as opposed to otherwise you might just like go in and immediately get popped i don't know um she it, definitely it feels does really feel ult, ult reliant like you can't really do anything if you don't have your ult um because her even her gap close the the w is only 700 range it's your last max anyways too and so you're stuck at 700 range for almost the entire game, and it it just doesn't <laughs> feel good. The so the the dash is that or the the point and click dash, not the normal, not the uh, skill shot dash, but the point and click dash. The range oh, increases ult, with ult. your ult, yeah. yeah. So at level six, it goes up to 780. And then it goes up to 860 and then 940, which is an interesting mm. way to do that. But I, I don't know. I think she needs something else. And obviously, like, we're talking about it. We don't, we can't really put our finger on what it is, but something mm. needs to tie this all together more. Um, but, I mean, maybe this is just a kit that feels a little more disparate, like Skarner's kit doesn't feel like it flows all that well together in my opinion mm -hmm. uh i mean it flows together better than this but it doesn't flow together all that well um or quinn's kit feels kind of janky to me too like mm -hmm. her ultimate does not link with her other abilities at all yeah. so but these are also champions that have that are 
like the two that I brought up there are ones that Riot has offered in polls that are being possibly reworked, and Skarner is currently being reworked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think she's that good. I think she'll need some buffs, especially because if they're trying to make her the easiest assassin to play, and at launch, like right now, she's, you know, at a 50 to 49% win rate. She should be at like a 51 to 52 if she's balanced on release right now. Um, and if she's easy, right? That's the thing. If she's yeah. easy, she's supposed to have a decent win rate. But if she's just hovering 50%, then something is not quite right. I feel like every game I've played against her, she just gets destroyed in lane. Like, I don't. I think her laning phase is really weak, too. The only good thing with her kit is you can proc electrocute by hitting your Q twice. Because you Q, and then your packmates hit them, which counts as like an auto attack, and then you Q them again on recast, and then it'll proc electrocute. But that's like the only good thing with her kit. <laughs> at least her win rate does go down in tiers. Like if you look at iron and bronze and silver, she has pretty decently high win rates, like 51 to 52. And then it goes down from gold. Like each tier it drops off. So they do have that the higher up you go, the worse she is because you can abuse her early. And then it's, it's such a one-dimensional kit. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, do we think that's what they want with her? Know. Do we think that what? That's what they want, like Riot. Or... I think so because they wanted to make her easy to play and easy to play champions generally, or not necessarily. Well, I guess not always, but like champions that are very. They have counterable core dimensionality. Don't do as well higher up. Um, I mean, an, an easy one that I think like is Nocturne. I guess Nocturne's ult is a bit different because it totally changes the way that everything's going on. But Master Yi, that's a good I example. Um, Master Yi is a great one, or a Mumu as well. Those are great ones. They're super easy to play. There are nuances that you have with their kits, but super easy to play. And the higher up that you go, generally they fall off uh, because there's very spe- there's things that you can do to specifically counter them and the more chaos that happens, the more gold they get, the more that they become monsters. And that's the same way with Nefiri. Like, if she's weak early and and simple and doesn't have any sort of, like, redeeming mechanics or very good sustain, then uh, she's not going to survive through higher elo. Yeah. I would like to see some kind of, like, reset on her. Like, if you kill someone, your W resets or something. Because right now... It- some, I, I know we keep talking about this, but just, like, it doesn't really feel like an assassin because a lot of assassins have a type of reset to keep going, you know? But, like, with her, it's, you use your abilities and then you kill someone and then it's like, oh, I didn't. That's what it is. You can't really follow up with anything else. You use all your abilities and you just have to stand there or follow your team and do something else. But, yeah, it's... I don't know how many assassins actually have resets, though, like... I mean, she doesn't. Katarina does, but mm-hmm. the, I mean, Zed, Talon, Fizz, uh, Kiana, none, quintessential assassins. None of them have resets. I guess not. Maybe I just think like his her cooldowns are too long, and at least with those champions you mentioned, they have a way to chase down after they get the first initial kill. Yeah, which doesn't feel like that's a a thing with this champion. What if they made it so that like her E cooldown. Uh, additionally went down with or maybe the range increased or something like that with lethality like have an interaction with lethality like pike has 
that would be interesting to see. Yeah. Or yeah, W, some kind of like, every time you kill someone, take off, I don't know, like three seconds or something. Because it's a pretty long cooldown, 22 seconds at level one. Yeah. Pretty wild. Unless we're just building her wrong and then like Stridebreaker and Spear of Sojin and, you know, like yeah, Black Cleaver or something. Because Spear of Sojin sounds great on her uh, if you're going Bruiser, because then you have, you get some AD, but you get a, a shitload of ability haste and AD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about with Nefiri regarding Summoner's Rift? Nope. Okay. Have you seen her in Arena? Just when she's roaming around the map by herself, fucking killing me. <laughs> the, <laughs> on the oh maps, my yeah. god, dude. Yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that too. Yeah, but she she doesn't feel great in... Uh, well, okay, if you don't have any way to stop an assassin, she feels amazing, but that's the same thing in Summoner's Rift. She still feels like she has issues in Arena too. I'm going to look where she is, because on u.gg, you can see everyone's win rate. Yeah, she has a 40% like first place rate in uh, 41% first place rate, which is actually like she's the 68th best champion statistically. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so like, uh, what have you got? I mean, have you been, guys been in liking Arena? I've been loving it. I'm obsessed. I, I'm obsessed with that game. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Did you guys play uh, the 1v1 and 2v2 mode when Riot released it in like season 4 or 5? I play. I don't remember the 2v2 one, but I played a lot of 1v1 mode, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was on that same map, so you could queue up as a single or uh, a duo partner. And uh, it reminds okay. me of that where... It's kind of like a a break from just the 5v5 and like the super stressed out. It's kind of like a fun game mode where you can just like keep queuing up over and over again. Because you know in solo queue, you're kind of like burnt out after like a few games. You're like, all right, I'm exhausted after playing those games. It's like, all right, I need to do something else or like take a break. But yeah. I feel like with Arena, it's, it's like when Fortnite first came out. It's like you can keep queuing up or... Uh, when Apex first came out, you know, you just keep queuing up over and over again. There's really no, there's really no end to it. And you can just like play forever. That's how I feel right now with Arena. It's just like, if if I have 20 minutes, oh, that's perfect time for getting an Arena game in. And then you can just queue up and then it's, next thing you know, three, four hours have gone by. <laughs> yep. That's, it definitely feels like a breath of fresh air, which is needed. And I think you know, with how much shit that the community has given Riot for not producing other game modes and bringing things out, they've done a very good job with this game mode, I think, overall. It feels polished. It doesn't feel like... they're Okay, I mean, I guess, game to game, there feels like things that are OP, but it's more just that you're countered by them or they happen to roll amazing augments or stuff. It doesn't feel like there's unbeatable shit that's just like game agnostic which i heard in pbe there was for sure like mm -hmm. there was stuff that you just barely could ever beat unless you were unless they were throwing or you were not uh doing very well and i think riot also this patch or next patch they this patch. are adjusting arena specific values yeah. too so now you have like aram type of situation where certain champions are buffed or nerfed based on how much they're performing at their normal 
values. Yeah. Yeah, I know that they're going to balance it. I don't know for how long. It'll probably be, yeah, like two patches. Because I think it ends like mid-August. Because it's out for a month, I think. But um, yeah. I'm seeing on the stats site that Sivir and Orn are not on here. Oh, they're like grayed out. Are they disabled? Do you know? Does anybody know? I have no idea. I have not seen them, so they might be disabled. Maybe. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, it's really, really weird. Yep. Um, do you guys want to guess who has the highest win rate? Uh, I, I already know. <laughs> I would oh, say... Already looked. I, I play, no, I play them every time they're not banned. They're probably Tarek. It is, it is, yeah, 62. I can. Yeah. I just the main reason but I know they're that basically is always just banned. Yeah, that he's always banned. <laughs> I've never seen him. So. Yep. And then weirdly, Kennen has a sixty as is number two. I haven't. I've seen one Kennen. Yeah, that was when me and you played. I'm spamming Kennen right now. He he's really good. Just building him full AP. Just yep. like glass cannon go in. Okay. Gotcha. I'm I'm a little surprised that. Uh, I was surprised that Warwick was doing so well, and then the more games I played with it against it, the more I'm like, okay, I get it. This is really disgusting. Yeah, I banned it every time we play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember the first like game. Or two it was the first we game played we played. It. It was, like I'm done with this. Yep, shit. it was the very first game we played. We played against a Warwick, and I said, I'm never fucking playing against this again. I banned it every game. Yep. Yep. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I'm surprised that like Zach wasn't terrible when I played him. It's actually pretty decent. Uh, yeah, I'm. Su I'm also surprised that like Scion is statistically doing as poorly as he is. He's got a 32% like win rate, which doesn't mean that he finishes in second. I don't think here, but it's it's kind of crazy. I thought he'd be a lot better. Have you guys played Scion or played against him? Me and you played against him. Yeah. Oh, so this isn't f first place rate. This is top two rate that they're providing. Okay. Mm. So he's only 32% of the time is he in the top two. That's crazy. That is really weird. Damn. But yeah, they're, they're definitely champions that feel really good. Um, Vayne, surprisingly, is really good too. Um, really I've been good. Playing, I've been playing a lot of Zeri. Uh, Cass, Cassiopeia is also really strong too. I feel like, I don't know if there's like a meta yet, but it seems like there's always like one super hyper carry on the team and one just like meatball. Um, or you can go like a double bruiser type setup, but I think that's kind of what we're seeing. I haven't really seen a lot of enchanters, unless it's Yumi and Vlad. Or um, Ivern and someone. Yeah, like the Ivern and Annie or like the whatever. But yeah, in general, it seems like because of the way that the map is set up, it's really easy to kite around um champions and i feel like that also plays into a lot of maybe the meta or what's being played but yeah it definitely feels like the kite ability is really high on all these maps i think it is um so you said that yumi and vlad is really good i haven't seen that at all mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of it's kind of disgusting right because yumi just attaches onto vlad keeps healing him and he just heals himself and when he 
is about to get CC'd, he just pulls himself, and you can't hit anybody at that point, and Yumi doesn't get knocked off, so... Okay. Yeah. Has anyone... Have you guys played Corky? I have not, but apparently he has a pretty high win rate. I'm just looking oh, through all these yeah. stats, and so, so I don't know what fun. makes him so good, but He has yeah. package every round. That's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Package every round once he That's hits crazy. six. It's insanity. Yeah. So the, the best comp is, or the best combo that I've seen, and I've played it, it's disgusting, is uh, Corky Singe, because you ground them, and then fly into them, and then Singe can flip them back into the, uh, back into the package. It's disgusting. It's, yeah. The the one that's surprising is actually Trundle. Trundle is actually insanely overpowered, mainly because of the augments that are offered. So you you get Symphony of War, which is Lethal Tempo and Conquer. Yep. And you get Scoped Weapons, which give you 250 additional attack range. And then you can get Deft, which gives you 40% attack speed. So he can just sit there autoing you, and then he has an extra applied range to... <laughs> to his auto attacks with lethal tempo and the scope weapon so he has an extra like 400 range where he can just auto you down so you can't even run away from him that's disgusting yeah i kind of want to try a i kind of want to try a trundle mordekaiser because you just isolate 1v1s yeah that's i think that's a lot of strategy that people have been going for the other person builds holebreaker because Mordekaiser ults and then Holebreaker counts as oh. <laughs> your ally not being nearby, and so you gain boosted stats just from that. I played a a Mordekaiser and Kane game, and I think we didn't lose a single round. We went like a perfect twenty zero for first place. Damn. Seeing Kazix Mordekaiser. Really yeah, Kazix Mordekaiser for the isolation damage too. Like yeah, all makes those, a lot of sense. All those like synergies that you didn't know existed are like really cool too that you find out in this arena mode. Yeah. Um, so what champions have you guys played that you thought would be better but ended up being not very good? Uh, so I can go first. Sejuani was surprisingly not great for me. Mm. It may be more... I mean, I only played one of it, so it, it could have been you know a lot of factors in the game, but Sejuani, I thought would have been better, was not great. That kind of mm. surprised me. I thought Belveth would have been really good. Belveth is very every- good. Every time I tried her, it just doesn't work. Like, if for some reason, I just get bursted out too quickly, or w- maybe I'm building her incorrectly, but it feels very underwhelming for me. Dude, Belveth Ivern is what you want to do. Maybe maybe that's what I need, like an enchanter to help support the Belveth. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I thought uh, Braum would be a lot better, too, but apparently he's tier 5, which Braum. I feel like his passive would be really strong in this mode. I thought I also thought Silas would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know why he's so low either. Yeah. Um, I thought that Poke would have had more a place in this game, but it kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. Not really. I think the plants. Yeah, because you can just heal up all the Poke off the, the the plants. Yeah, I think the plants are too OP. Kiana is surprisingly underwhelming too. But I think that's just the state of her in League in general right now. It's not because of Arena Mode. She Her kit synergizes very well with Arena Mode. It's because you can, as long as you learn where to grab the different elements, because in each different map it's different. But uh, yeah, once you have that down, she's decent, but still, like, it, it feels underwhelming. She just needs buffs in general, I think. 
<laughs> Except for Aram. Cassante, I was surprised about. He has a 30, 32% top two finish. I thought yeah, he would be a crap. lot stronger. Same with Cho. Cho'Gath is mm-hmm. uh, 39 and a half. Yeah. Um, there's champions that I want to try that I know are going to be terrible. Like, I know Zoe's going to be bad. I kind of want to still try it. 39 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, some games it feels like these champions are, like, popping off. But on the stats side... They're, like, not doing good. I wonder if it has to do with pick rate. I wonder if it shows, like, the pick rate of the the champion win rate because I feel like that can make a huge difference. Like, I feel like I see a lot of Ezreal all the time, but he only has a 32%, 35% top two finish, which is really weird to me. So Ezreal has a 5% pick rate. You can, on the OP.GG site, you can look up, a, you can click on a champion, and it shows oh, okay. you their pick rate as well. Um yeah. Uh, let me see. Like, if I look at someone else that I've seen a lot of, like Kane has... He's only... Okay, he's actually 15% pick rate, 16% in ban rate there. What's uh, what's Heimer at? 14% pick rate. I mean, he's banned 60% of the time. I'm trying to see who has the highest presence. Uh, Annie is everywhere. <laughs> Or at least she is for me. She's not statistically. I've, I thought Timo would have been a lot worse than he is. He's actually pretty good. He's really good. I was playing with Zillion uh, the other day with Zill. And then mm-hmm. we were we went a, a Timo Cassiopeia comp build. Oh, that's disgusting. Spam E on everybody and I root them. And then he just stands there and blinds them so they can't fight back. <laughs> yeah. I played with one, yeah, who went uh, Luden's Echo like Q burst as well, and that was disgusting. One thing I really hope they fix is the uh, one bug that I've no- or I guess it's not a bug, it's more of a stylistic choice is if you kill Scion but he, like if it's a one, I guess it doesn't really matter, but if Scion is in his passive and kills the other champion so only Scion passive is still alive, Scion still loses the round, even though your team gets the gold, which I think is kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a really fun mode. I Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And honestly, there are a couple times where I queued up by myself and I'm like, not having a good time because they... They don't hover any champions, and then I'm like, well, I guess I'll pick something, and they pick something completely different to, like, that doesn't synergize well. I'm like, okay, this is going to be brutal. And then they, I don't know, maybe it's the first time that they're playing, but it feels really weird. But, yeah, it does, I think this game mode is even more fun to me, too, because it's semi-ranked, right? You have a a ladder system with it, and you have your MMR, and being able to climb that by playing is, like... I it's kind of cool. Like a dopamine hit, right? It's a huge dopamine hit. It's a fun game mode, but you <laughs> always get to climb. Everyone always talks about like a ranked ARAM, but like this is kind of that, right? Where a fun game mode, but you can actually climb and play and uh, place yeah. pretty high. I think it's really cool. I also like that for champions that have like perma- that have like infinitely stacking things that are core to their kit, like Scion and Senna and Nasus and uh i don't know others as well yeah vigor as well every round like they get 
stats towards those. Um, and I don't know how many Vigar or Vigar gets. I know Nasus, it's like twenty five. I think he gets. Senna gets like six souls. Um, Sion gets like guy. Want to say it's like one hundred and forty on his passive, which seems like a lot. Uh, he ends up having like seven thousand health by like mid game. It's kind of crazy. Does Kindred um, get a mark every round? But I don't know. Because if she does, I, I no think idea. she would be fucking really good. She is very good. She has a uh, 58% top two. She, has, when, uh, top two she has to get a mark every round, I would guess. Probably. She's very good. I know that. And you pair her with Tarek, and it's disgusting. I'm going to start playing Kindred. I'm, I've been playing her a little bit more recently. She's, she's a lot of fun. She is fun. Neela, I thought, would be better. And Neela's good, just not amazing. Although Neela Tarek is disgusting. If Tarek is banned, you can just play Swain too. I feel like Swain, Swain is so a lot of <laughs> That game you played Swain, yeah, he that get, was he fun. Gets stuff on his passive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's fucking crazy good. Uh, how does Victor work for his augments? I don't know. Because he's very good statistically. I haven't played him, so I, I have no idea. He is like almost fifty nine percent top two finish, which is crazy high. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I know, know Shivana gets like five armor and MR every round as well, which is very good. Yeah, yeah I think uh, what also makes this game mode so fun are the augments. I think just the augment diversity in itself is what's keeping the game mode super fresh. Um yep. I, I think I'm a I, I really like the way that they approach this arena mode where you get to pick your champion, but you don't get any runes, so everyone's on like a a single playing field, but then there's different ways to enhance your, your play style or the way that the game is panning out with some builds. Yeah. Like it's pretty it's pretty crazy with some of the creative like build patterns that people do. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's very cool. Yeah. I hope it sticks around, though. I hope it's not just for this event. I, I do hope it's around a little bit longer, um, but we will have to see. I know they're going to come out with it again in the future because they've already said this will be a second. This will come out at least one more time, and that next time there will be custom. Customs will be enabled for it. So mm. when that happens, we'll have to host a tournament. Uh, yeah, for, that'd, be, you know, that'd be pretty sick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, sweet. Yeah, I tried like queuing up with friends and sniping each other, and then we couldn't get it to work the one time we tried. But I think that'd be super fun too, just getting like a a whole lobby of everyone in the same call too. I feel like that would make it super like exciting and like confusing because you're trying to talk to your teammate, but everyone else is trying to talk to their teammate at the same time, and it's just a cluster of like yep. comms. I think we'd be super fun to to just watch and listen to. Yeah, agreed. And doing that in community nights or just like doing it with friends, so it would be it would be mm -hmm. so cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about in regards to Arena, or do we just want to finish the podcast and play Arena? <laughs> I think that sounds good. Um, what, uh, what rank are you guys? I don't know if we want to rank right now. I'm bronze something. You can I think check I'm like by... bronze 230. I'm going to open the client because I'm going to play yeah. it after this, so let me look. Pretty sure I'm wood still. I know I'm in bronze, but I'm not that high. Uh, let me see. 
Is there an easy way to look? If you go to ranked and you go to top arena players, then on the right hand side it will show you your rank. In your profile tab, you go to ranked. Uh oh, okay. Um, twenty eighty. Twenty eighty. Okay. I don't know how close that is to. So the breakdowns are zero to thirteen ninety nine is wood, fourteen hundred to twenty five ninety nine is bronze, twenty six hundred to thirty one ninety nine is silver, and then thirty two hundred to thirty seven ninety nine is gold, and after thirty eight hundred you're in gladiator. Okay. I'm five hundred and eight. Gotcha. Yep. There's somebody the the top rated is almost nine thousand. Yeah, that's I know that's insane. That's a lot of games. It, yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it's some like Smurf account or someone because it's only level thirty six. Oh. And yeah. they don't have any solo or it, it's a it's an account looks like it's only for arena there's they don't play anything else do you have to own champions to play them in arena i don't know that's a good question i hope not because otherwise that would gate newer players from playing whatever hmm. they want in arena but probably hmm. so okay well uh we'll wrap it up here we got patch notes coming next week and i saw the preview today and it looks spicy hmm I got a we got a Yone buff coming in, so. But did you see what the buff is? It's I'm underwhelmed with the buff. It's not oh, a it's buff. A, it's not a buff. Okay, we can talk about it right now for what we see. It's what ten or twelve, uh, twenty extra damage on the W. Yeah. Ten extra this damage. Is, this is like when you're overworked at a company and the the senior leadership team is like, you know what, you guys deserve a pizza party, but you only get two slices. That, that's <laughs> what it is. Okay, so why is that underwhelming? It like, like doesn't. I get, like, I get that fix it's not a lot, or, but yeah. but like okay. Well, does he have issues though? I feel like he's pretty balanced if you're any good at him. <laughs> so his main issue is you're bad, Bomo. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the main issue is like you lost your Shilbo mythic, right? Sure. So there's your survivability goes down. So instead of it being like a a fighter champion, you become more of like an assassin champion. And I think just the way his kit works is you don't really want to be an assassin. You want to kind of be in the fight for a long time to, like, stack up lethal tempo and whatnot. Um, I tried all the other mythics, like IE, and I was I was building Gale Force for a long time, but then after the nerf to Gale Force, it just feels really bad. It's a hundred... It's a two-minute cooldown on Gale Force, yeah. the active. It's insane. And so you're kind of just... <laughs> You kind of don't have an item for two minutes after you use it. You get the stats, but the the active is what's really good about it. Um, yeah. What just, about going like uh, you know Bork Shield Bow Duskblade? Just full damage, but you have no crit. Shield well, you bow have crit? You, you have crit with Shield Bow. Okay, or then like skip Bork and you know Shield Bow and some other crit item which gets you to 100% and then Yeah, but you build. don't have the attack speed though. So that's that's the thing. It's like his like big th identity was like attack speed and crit. You want those two together. Sure. But with shield with the old shield bow, you also got the lifeline passive which is really helpful for surviving in fights, which I think you kind of lack right now. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't like this W buff. I wish they'd like did something else or 
made another mythic that he can build because right now you're just super squishy and now if you fall behind you're you're kind of useless maybe that's all my champions if i'm fall behind that i'm kind of useless. what if they changed his w to remove the shield but like heal for a percent of the damage maybe instead of shielding yeah no shield but it'll actually like heal you that could be good too yeah i don't know that might but be yeah, like op or something i don't know maybe because i i think he's really good top lane but he's just not good mid lane right now so i think maybe that's where it is because the the range differential in mid lane is pretty pretty bad for him but in top lane you're against other bruisers or melee champions generally so I think you succeed better there because you have the extra range with your Q and your W. You can tether the enemy top laners a lot better than you can in mid lane. You can easily proc bone plating and walk away and wait for that to go down and then come back. Yeah, in. yeah. exactly. And then you also take you also will take bone plating too as well. So y- you can engage when your bone plating is proc'd or you can just proc theirs and back off for a bit and re-engage later on. Sure. Okay. Well, maybe they'll increase those numbers and buff him harder. We'll see. But um, for now, this has been uh, episode 818. Um, Please join us for community nights. Uh, That'll happen Tuesday at 7.15 Eastern and run for several hours. Um, I haven't been in the last couple weeks, but I will be in next week. I promise, folks. Um, Please also check out our Patreon, where we have a slew of different benefits at different tiers. Uh, so if you want to support us, go there. They, we appreciate it. And um, yeah, but other than that, we also, or I guess also we have, uh, if you have any feedback for us, sorry, my brain's not working right right now. Um, if you have any feedback for us, please let us know by uh, letting us know in the feedback thread of our Discord server uh, or by sending those to questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. If you don't know how to access our Discord server and want to join, it's on our website, uh, trinityforcepodcast.com. So... Um, this has been 800 uh, episode 818 of the Trinity Force podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.